conceived. Now to compound the confusion of last names, Parker's sister has taken on her given Amharic birth name. So how are we supposed to keep straight what to call her, fumes Parker. If at least she kept the same last name, we might be able to get one fucking motel room together, he thinks. Zima persists with the phone, and he grabs it from her and looks, swerving. She shouts, What's the road? You're the one shoving your fucking phone in my face, he says to the phone with a glance. Okay, I see it. Yep, looks just like the Twin Towers. They don't know if they're the actual Twin Towers or... Well, they can't be the actual Twin Towers, he replies. Can they? Believe me, I saw them come down. He didn't really see them come down. But it's something he can hold over her since it took place five years before she was born. He was three, in the canyon outside L.A. where they lived. His parents kept him home from school that day, like all the other parents. In the hours afterward, the whole country thought planes were falling from the sky. He wasn't allowed to watch television, and for years after Zima came, their father wouldn't let her watch footage of it until she finally pulled it up on YouTube when he wasn't around. Now, in the car, Parker forgets about the towers until he messages his girlfriend, who recently entered a rehab center in Vancouver, putting their relationship to the test. And her only answer asks if he's seen the news. Brother and sister grab sandwiches off the highway to Albuquerque, where they hope to spend the night. So far, they're identical to the actual towers, she says, sipping her coke. Who says? answers Parker. I don't know what that even means. Me neither, agrees Zima. She declares, We're going. And Parker shakes his head. Just like Mom. Smiling a bit at the memory of their father, who always told Parker that if anyone was like his mother, it was her son. In black letters against the gray outer walls, a motel west of Albuquerque identifies itself. Motel. So generic, muses Parker. I'm surprised it doesn't have a barcode next to it. He and Zima study the letters through the car's windshield. The art student-slash-conceptualist in Parker likes the idea of the barcode and suppresses the impulse to tag the motel with one, his tagging days having ended when he was Zima's age and arrested by a sheriff for spray-painting canyon rocks. In the motel's registration office, Zima takes charge, as she figures she probably should have back in Flagstaff. He's my brother, she confidently explains to the Native American woman behind the counter. The woman looks at the teenage girl, at Parker, back at Zima, and says, Okay. Parker interjects. She took our mom's name. We used to both have our dad's, but... But the woman waves this away, and Zima says, Parker, she said okay. She believes us. Or doesn't give a shit, the young man mutters. Hey! The woman behind the counter fixes him with a stare. I believe you. Parker lets his sister have the single bed. On the floor, he piles towels from the bathroom and an extra blanket from the room's closet. The two have takeout Mexican for dinner. Then with his institutionalized girlfriend in Vancouver, the brother texts himself into unconsciousness. As Zima lies on her bed watching the 19-inch television, she has flipped through all eight channels a couple of times before settling on the news station broadcasting. In Spanish, she doesn't understand. The story of the towers in the Badlands, 
and the hundreds of thousands of people descending. With the light off and Parker snoring on the floor, Zima looks out the window beside her bed and makes out in the dark a large dead oak and low stone wall beyond it, cacti beyond that, desert wind rattling the sagebrush. Although she realizes the next morning that it must have been a dream, she watches in the night an exodus of displaced Navajos as far as the eye can see, marching past the motel by the hundreds, braves and their women and children, at the gunpoint of soldiers on horseback. When she wakes the sunlight, she repeats flatly to the window what she said in the car the day before. We're going, figuring her brother, curled beside her among the bath towels, is still sleeping. You said that yesterday, he answers from the floor. Neither is much from maps. After punching Michigan into his cell back in L.A., and assuming the device would talk them through the next...